Good morning and welcome to the Power Is Now teleconference. My name is Eric Frazier and I'm your host of the Power Is Now online radio and teleconference. It's a beautiful day in Southern California and a great day to talk about everything you knew, you need to know that is, about HUD Home with Tina Estrada. Thank you for joining the call today, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us each and every Thursday morning at the same time and the same telephone number. We appreciate your support of this organization, The Power Is Now, and our efforts to provide information and education to real estate brokers and agents nationwide. The phrase The Power Is Now suggests that we maximize our potential for success in business and life when we act on information and opportunities now. The present is our future because the future is only a reflection of past decisions to act now. And we are at our best, and we maximize our success when we act now. That's what the power of now is all about, folks. Acting now, acting with a sense of urgency. Today is teleconference number 93. And I just, uh, I'm amazed every week as the numbers keep adding up the number of teleconferences that we have conducted. It's going to be two years, August 19th, uh, that this program has been going on. And again, it's just amazing how quickly time goes by. In addition to being the host of the Powers Now teleconference, I'm also the president of the Orange County Association of Real Estate Brokers, known as the Orange County Realtors. We are a chapter of the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, and you can go to ocareb.org and check out our local chapter. I promise you will not be disappointed. We're doing some great things in Orange County and uh, we're looking forward to your participation and everyone's participation in this uh, great organization. We are part of the state chapter which is careb.org and the national organization which is nareb.com and these organizations are serving the community, really empowering real estate agents nationwide. We're known as the Real TIF. That's our branded name. And uh, we're all about democracy and housing. So please go to the website. Check out when our next meeting is, our next event. In fact, I'll be telling you about some great events that are coming up uh, very soon in the month of July. In addition to being the president of the Orange County Association of Real Estate Brokers, Orange County Realtors, I'm also the branch manager of Wells Fargo Home Mortgage, North Orange County Markets, and um, I serve a team of dynamic mortgage consultants who do an incredible job every day. You can contact any one of our team members on our team website, which is thedoitnowteam.com, thedoitnowteam.com. We're called the Do It Now Team because we work with a sense of urgency. Uh, we realize that real estate professionals who want the job done on time are earlier. And we certainly try to do that on every single transaction. In any case, we can't do that. The one thing we have that no other lender has out there is a close-on-time guarantee, where we will actually stand behind our promise to close your transaction on time. Typically, this works with buyers who have been pre-approved with us. They provide us with all the documentation. And when the transaction or when their pre-approval converts into a real deal, we're committing that we can close that transaction on time or we will make the borrower's first month's principal interest payment. And we actually don't make the payment for them. We actually write the borrower a check for the full principal interest payment if we fail to close the transaction on time. Now, of course, there are conditions to this. The borrower needs to have provided us all their documentation, everything up front. And typically, when it starts off as a pre-approval, 
that is never an issue. So if we're not closing on time, it's something that has occurred internally within Wells Fargo, and we're putting our money where our mouth is. We are literally writing a check to the client for the full principal interest payment if we fail to close on time. So please remember uh, to use one of our team members on your next transaction. Again, you can contact any team member at thedoitnowteam.com. And if you're listening outside of Orange County, which many of you are, uh, you can go to wellsfargo.com forward slash mortgage and get in contact with a local home mortgage consultant, and I promise you will not be disappointed. The Powers Now Teleconference is a series of teleconference meetings designed to empower real estate agents to sell more homes, to expand their business of buyers and sellers, to be well informed about changes in lending and government programs that may affect your clients and your business. Please email me at eric.frazier at the Powers Now if you would like to be added to this mailing list so you can know about the flyers that are coming up. You can also go to thepowersnow.com, which connects to a Facebook site, and you can see about the upcoming shows. You can even listen to past shows at the Facebook site and also on blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash the powers now and listen to some of the past uh, guests that have been on the show. We've had Sharon Bartlett, the REO director with Freddie Mac. We've had uh, Jane Severin, the REO director of Fannie Mae. We've had CEOs of asset management companies and more to come. We've got a great schedule lined up uh, for the month of July and actually throughout the end of the year. Last week, we had uh, uh, Marty Rodriguez, who is just an extraordinary person, an experienced, dynamic real estate professional, owner of C21, Marty Rodriguez. And if you missed that call last week, folks, I strongly encourage you to, to listen in on it, uh, to go to Blog Talk Radio or even the, the powersnow.com, which is the Facebook site. And you can listen to that call and hear Marty Rodriguez, uh, hear how she runs her company, how she lives her life, uh, why she's been so successful in this market uh, for the last 31 years, actually 33 years if my memory serves me correct. Our subject uh, last week was striving instead of surviving in today's market. And I tell you, after that teleconference, I know why Marty continues to strive instead of just survive in today's market, and she will continue to be a leader in our community and in the real estate industry. So uh, please go check out the uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the powers now and look up Marty Rodriguez and listen to her teleconference. Well, today on the phone is Tina Estrada, Tina Marie Estrada, who is the uh, broker owner of the Omni Group, uh, which began in October of 2009. She's a sole owner and broker. She is single and ready to mingle, she told me, for you guys out there looking for a dynamic female pro professional who's doing big things and making things happen, and she's looking for a strong man just like herself. I thought I'd throw that in for you, Tina. Am Tina. I on Match.com or Powers Now? <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. This is uh, Powers Now Match.com. Uh, <laughs> Tina has two offices, one in Riverside and one in Orange County. She was awarded a HUD listing contract with BOB, the asset management company for HUD, and BOB has only six listing brokers in Orange County, and uh, so she is a proud member of that very exclusive group here in Orange County and also in Riverside County, if my memory serves me correct. I think there's 13 listing brokers in Riverside County, and she's a member of that exclusive group as well. 
Tina is celebrating her 20th year in the real estate industry, understanding the importance of doing all in her power to create a win-win scenario for distressed properties in her current market, and she's earned a 98% success rate in negotiating 98% success rate in negotiating short sales. She is well known as a person who supports the community efforts that are designed to give citizens an opportunity for first-time home ownership with affordable options, as well as those searching for fine homes and estates. Her efforts in helping the community has earned her a position on the Board of Directors with the Orange County National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, where Alwood Del Rio is the current president, my good friend, and she's a vice president of membership of that organization. So if you're interested in being a part of OC NAREP, please get a hold of Tina Estrada, and she can help you with that. She was recently elected as the liaison for the national organization, and so her job as a liaison, liaison is to make sure the local chapter is um, kept abreast of all that's going on at the national level. With this organization, she's able to help empower other professionals in her industry and is able to help the community. In her spare time, Tina is busy training and raising money for the Leukemia, Leukemia, it's Leukemia Foundation. Uh, she has participated in the Nike Women's Marathon in San Francisco for the past three years. I didn't know she ran marathons. Her proudest accomplishment is her family. She has four beautiful children that help her remember that tomorrow is not promised and to cherish the gift of today. I love that. Tomorrow is not promised and to cherish the gift of today. Well, Tina, thank you for being on the Powers Now teleconference. You are a busy lady, and you are taking time out of your schedule to share with us today everything we need to know about HUD Homes. Thank you for being on the call today. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, you are welcome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tina is going to be presenting from a PowerPoint presentation. And if you go to thepowersnow.com, that is thepowersnow.com, you'll be able to see that PowerPoint presentation on Facebook. All you have to do is just click on it, and you can enlarge it as large as your screen and be able to follow along with Tina as she talks about um, uh, HUD homes and how everyone can participate uh, in uh, selling uh, HUD homes and, uh, and also perhaps even one day becoming a HUD listing broker uh, yourself. So, Tina, before we dive into our subject today, I'm just really impressed with the fact that uh, you've only been in business a couple of years, and uh, you now are a HUD listing broker. That is very impressive, and I know there's a lot of people on the line that may want to know, how did you do that, and uh, what were you doing prior to starting the Omni Group in October of 2009? Well, prior to October of 2009, I was actually just managing and working, uh, managing an office in, in South Coast metro area and working as an independent agent, um, still doing REOs, uh, but like everybody else, just trying to um, get accounts and uh, make a name for myself in the REO business, as well as m m a little bit more so my passion is, is trying to help out our industry, all the, the, the uh, short sales. So I was very well versed in the short sales prior to going into the REOs. So I did keep myself busy doing that, um, and then I just I went to a conference, an REO Expo conference in 2009, and I just um, decided, you know what, I, before I go out there and make a name for my, myself and my company, I think I better start my own company. So I 
uh, October, um, October, I think the, the conference REO Mac was in September. By October, it was the first part of September. By October 9th, I already had my corporation name. I already had my DBA and everything all set up and open business October 15th, 2009. So. Well, congratulations on making that decision. I'm not sure if you have participated uh, in some of the past calls where I've had Desiree Patno, who is the president of the National Association of Women REO Brokerages. But if you don't know her, she is a proponent of women starting their own companies, getting their broker's license. And so you are epitomizing uh, that organization's mission to help women uh, get into their own uh, shop, have their own real estate company, and to be able to fully take advantage of all the opportunities that are available for women uh, in the marketplace today, and particularly when it comes to government contracts. So you've got uh, a couple things going for you, being female and then being a Hispanic. Uh, there's a lot of great opportunities out there for female, minority, REO, or real estate broker owners. Are you familiar with Desiree Patno? You know, I've, I have heard her name in the industry, and you're absolutely right. There are a lot of um, great opportunities as, as being a, a minority and women-owned. I think I've got the, the two, two working for me. So how has been, uh, you know, how is being a woman in real estate today uh, different from being, uh, you know, a female in, in, in real estate 20 years ago when you started? Well, what? How challenging is it, or do you feel that your challenges are perhaps just equal as anyone else, regardless of their gender? I do agree that they are they you know they're the same. But I think 20 years ago, when I started in the business, uh, we were the assistants, we were the receptionists, um, bookkeepers, we were pretty much the support staff. Uh, we we held we were the glue that held everything together. And I think in today's market, uh, we're the forefront, the leaders that that. Uh, that go out and get the business, and we are, as myself, a broker owner, um, and we're, we're in charge. And not that it's a competition, but I think it just, it just shows our growth in, in our industry um, and our opportunities that, we, that, are, that are out there for us. Well, you're right. More and more women are rising to the top uh, in the industry, both in real estate and in banking, and um, I think the environment has changed significantly. And, uh, perhaps uh, this is not just a year of short sale, uh, but uh, this is the year of the woman. You know, this is the year of the woman and the minority, uh, especially with the recent uh, changes and uh, new offices created at the federal level. So, what does the power is now mean to you, Tina, in the, in the context of? Uh, what you do every day as a real estate professional and also as a mother and, uh, and as a, uh, just a, a leader in our industry right now. What does the power is now, is now mean to you in the context of all of that? Well, kind of piggybacking on what you just said about the year of the woman, I kind of, you know, I, I think there's great opportunity, but I think it's the year for everyone, not just women, not, you know, it's, it's the year of everyone to help um, people in our industry. Um, power of now as far as, you know, seizing the opportunity, it, it, it for me professionally, I think it's seizing the opportunity. Um, 
you know, all of, uh, all of the focus has been on, on what's wrong with our market. And we get the opportunity as women, as men, as, as people in our industry to be the professionals that we want to be and help people in this industry, whether they're in distress sales or, or even being an REO, I look at my clients as, as clients, not just a bank. Um, we want to be able to be their eyes and ears here because they're probably not here. So um, I think that's, that's key as far as, as seizing that opportunity to be the professional in today's market um, and trying to, uh, to, to clear up some of that negative stigma out there. Um, I mean, uh, personally, um, my goal is to, to feel good and be happy every day. And I cannot control my situation, but I can control how I feel. So I try to make the best out of everything and try to, uh, try to at least look at the good in, in, in whatever's going on around me. Sometimes that's hard, but, but I try to do it anyways. And uh, for, as far as a mother, same thing. You know, my, again, my, uh, my focus is, is, I mean, my, my new, it used to be be the change you want to see in the world, but my new slogan is, is tomorrow's not promised. And um, it's not. So I try to be the, uh, the, the mother and uh, the professional um, woman and uh, be in the moment and try to enjoy that. Well, Tina, I can tell you, you are indeed a role model for many people right now as they listen to your story. I mean, going from uh, working in this industry um, as an employee or an assistant and uh, or as an agent to starting your own company, uh, being a single mother of uh, four children. Is it right, four kids? That's correct. Four kids. Um, obtaining a listing contract after only a two years in the business. Um, I tell you, you've got it going on, and uh, people should reach out to you. Uh, you offer any uh, mentoring, and, and you're, are you open, Tina, to talk to anyone? Do you share information? Do you support other people? Um, absolutely, I do. I, I, the funny thing that you just mentioned that is because I got a call um, yesterday, and she, I think she's probably on the phone, but I won't mention her name. But I got a call yesterday. I was at an RUP event um, a couple months ago, and I was working the registration desk, and she was hungry. I had half a sandwich. I gave her half my sandwich. I didn't know who this person was, but I gave her half the sandwich. And um, yesterday she calls me. She's like, remember me? I, you shared your lunch with me. And I'm like, oh, yes. But anyway, she, she called me because she is um, breaking into the REO business. And um, she just wanted some pointers and, and some tips on what she should say because she doesn't have a lot of experience. Well, I don't think she has any of her official REO um, listing experiences, and she wanted to know how to overcome that obstacle. So I sat with her for a little bit on the phone and, and discussed that. And without her even asking, I asked, you know, said, What's your, let me see your resume. And as a matter of fact, here, I'll go one step further. Here's my resume. Look at it. Um, it you guys can either like it or not like it, but it's mine, and I think it's simple. It's, it's got me where, you know, what I needed to get, and it shows my experience. So, and I share that with people. Um, I don't think that um, – I think there's enough business out there for everybody. I know that, you know, what's mine – I mean, what's, what's, what, what is coming to me is what I've worked for, and, I, and I've laid that foundation. So, and I welcome the success of everybody else, you know. So. Well, that's a great attitude, and, uh, and more people should be like that. In fact, that's what this uh, teleconference – and. And radio show is all about empowering real estate agents, and uh, knowledge should be free. You know, we should knowledge be should be out. free. That is absolutely what they do with the education is their business. But let's let's try to at least educate them. That's right. So, uh, speaking of educating them, educate us all quickly. How do you start a company and in two years get a VOB listing contract? <laughs> um. 
you well, you that? keep saying I start a business, and let's you know, I, it, it sounds kind of funny to me because I, I started, you know, obviously, you know, being a being a realtor, you start when you when you get your license and right. and you work your way up. Um, yeah. I decided to, you know, I decided to take that leap into being my own, um, you know, using my broker's license because I got my broker's license back in 2005, but never used it um, for my own business. So I so 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 the Omni Group was formed was was born okay. <laughs> um, October, but um, but I worked you know I laid the foundation before that I, I I did the you know pounding the pavement I went to the to the REO conferences and like we just discussed I did get all of the knowledge that I needed and mm-hmm. the training that um, that is needed to to work in this in- industry. Okay. Okay. So, um, so how did I get? You know, how just like you know, hard work, doing, you know, being where you needed to be, and and keeping your ear to the, you know, in REO, it seems, um, it seems like um, it's a big boys club. Sometimes I go to those conferences, and um, I go to those conferences, and a couple years ago, I, I felt like a little fish in a big pond, and right. you know, everybody's everybody's going to these, you know, hush hush. Events and this, that, and the other, and I'm like, where, where am I supposed to be? Um, but I was exactly where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be there. And I was there getting my education. I was there getting my, my experience in the classroom and meeting, the, you know, the people that are putting on these seminars, meeting them and making contacts. And, um, and I think the contacts that I've made have, have, um, have worked well for me in today's market. I don't ever discount, you know, Every, anybody that I meet, you don't know who they might be. You don't, you know, and I, I've made a great bunch of network friends that are not only in California, but they're worldwide. I mean, and, you know, nationwide. I get to speak, I get to, if I have a problem, I get to pick up the phone and call my, you know, my, my agent in Arizona and say, hey, how do I do this or what do you think about this? And, um, and I just, it, and that's helped me um, in, in my business. Well, uh, I can certainly uh, attest to your networking, your engagement. I see you at every conference that I'm at. <laughs> uh, you, you and that I even means members. I don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are members of all the same organizations. You are a member of the Orange County Realtors. You're a member of Orange County NARA. And I believe you're a member of Orange County ARIA. Am I not? Am I, I am. I am. Yeah. So uh, you attend all the conferences. And so you really have to put yourself out there if you want to position yourself to take advantage of opportunities that come your way. Sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time or meeting the right person. It, it absolutely is. It, it, that, that is for sure. And I think that, um, you know, I, I go into those networking events with not, oh, I'm wasting another. I've already heard this seminar 50 million times. But I go in, I, you know, not with that attitude. I go in there with what am I going to learn today, who am I going to meet today, and how can I help them and her, or, or, or vice versa. Um, and I think that, that um, making those contacts is, is, is great. No, you're absolutely right. Well, let's uh, dive into our subject today. And, uh, again, for those of you who are still calling in or logging in to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the powers now, you can see this uh, PowerPoint presentation on our Facebook site, which is thepowersnow.com. And uh, it's entitled Successfully Selling HUD Homes uh, 2S Region. So what is 2S Region, by the way? What is that? Um, it is how the HUD contract was divided up and the, the, the regions of the, the contract. So we're 2S region. We're on the Orange, well, I mean Orange County. We're on the California side. So that's just how it was, how it was uh, broken up. Okay. All right. Well, Tina, give us uh, uh, an overview 
of uh, of HUD and uh, and BOB and and uh, just kind of take us through this presentation. And I'm going to jump in every now and then uh, to get clarifications on things. Well, I, I don't know how many people. It's kind of this, this presentation was uh, was designed to to do more of a conference one-on-one uh, -on -one setting. So it's going to be, you know, I usually have hands being raised, um, but I'm going to try to not make it as boring as as a PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people probably even have heard the HUD presentation. Um, by various different speakers. And the thing about my presentation is I try to give you it happened to me stories um, because a lot of people don't give you those. Their, their, their pride gets in the way. And I, I'll tell them, you know what, this happened to me. Don't, have, don't let it, don't let it uh, screw up your, your, your closing. And I also give them most importantly is how to sell these properties and, and to, you know, to market them and get the business in today's, you know, today so that you don't have to, to, to wait to get the contract or this, that, and the other. So I, I'm going to show you marketing. I have even given giving you guys um, samples of some marketing that I do um, so that you guys can successfully sell these HUD homes. Now, um, that sample, those samples of marketing information will also be uploaded on the uh, Facebook site for everyone to see. Uh, we're in the process of doing that now. Right now, we just have the PowerPoint uh, presentation. And those are great, um, great samples of, of how exactly um, how you can um, use your you know, marketing resources um, to sell the proper, sell these head homes. Um, most importantly, um, you need to have your NAID number. Um, you need to, which is your na uh, name, address, ID number that's provided from uh, the government. They want to know everywhere you're going and what you're doing. Um, so most importantly, you need to be, if you're a broker, you need to have that NAID number. If you're an agent, you need to make sure that your broker has that NAID number and um, make sure that you register on the site. Um, and take care of that. And then once you do have that, you're golden. You can go out and you can um, try to try to get some of these buyers. And I'm going to make it even easier, you know, for the for the working with the buyers and, and trying to go out there and, and, and get some activity. Um, so are we trying to stay on the <laughs> – we're trying to stay on the PowerPoint, are we? Uh, um, if we can, and then uh, okay. we can, of course, jump around as much as you like. And uh, uh, But since they have it in their possession, uh, they can follow along with this. And then I'm liking what you're saying about making things easier for them So, and, uh, and the examples that you're going to share with uh, things that perhaps they could do or shouldn't do. Uh, yes. And I'm looking forward and to those. And I put those at the end, so just in case I bore them throughout the whole presentation, they have to stay for the end to get those. But I guarantee you if they use them, they will make money. Right. So. <laughs> well, Tina, you are not boring, so quit saying that. All right? So let me, know, let me know if you see the lights flicker off. <laughs> no. um, anyways, what is a head home? I, I, some of the people don't, you know, they're, they're not aware. They think that just it's it, um, well, let me just go back. HUD home is, is an FHA-insured mortgage um, that has gone to default. Right. So the, your HUD home is, you know, people think that it's the, you know, it's already gone, it's not gone through the foreclosure process. In reality, the way I like to look at it, I kind of like to simplify my life. So I, I kind of look at HUD as being my seller. HUD is the seller. HUD's already got the property back. They've already went through the foreclosure process. So in, in, in essence, HUD is, the, HUD is my new seller. So it is not a foreclosure. It is not an REO, and I'll tell you I'll, in our presentation, I'll see where that rings, rings true and how that plays a part in selling HUD homes. So that's um, an interesting distinction you're making. So they're not, HUD properties are not REOs. They they've are, already been through the REO process. These right. are FHA-insured mortgages that have already gone through the foreclosure process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they've already been, now the new owner is HUD. Is HUD, okay. Yep, All right. so that's, that's my client. 
um, in essence, my client is BLB. They're the ones that, that, that receive the contract. Um, so it, looking at, you know, dissecting a little more, uh, in the REO business, you have the, the seller um, that, has, that holds the assets, and then they can't do all of the work, so they have these asset management companies to help them um, do all of the work, and the asset management company hires the, the listing brokers to help them sell and market the properties. So my client is BLB. So BLB is uh, one of about, what, four or five asset management companies that work with HUD? BLB is one of two in, or, in, in California that was awarded the contract. I see. Okay. All right. So um, <clears throat> going to, to slide six, if you're following along, what is a HUD home? I know back in the day, uh, Golden Feather, we would go see these properties, and they were horrible. First of all, we would, you know, draw straws to see who's going into the property to see if it's even, you know, habitable. Um, so now, you know, long is that, long gone are those days. Not to say that there aren't any of those properties still, because there are, but um, the pro majority of the properties that I've seen that are HUD do not look like the one that's on the slide, if you're looking at it. Um, they do have roofs. <laughs> now, for those who are not uh, on uh, the Facebook site, this house uh, looks like it's been through a uh, a nuclear explosion. <laughs> it's got a holes uh, in the roof, and uh, it's barely standing. And, and yeah, so 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 we don't we don't we we might have some of those, but um, n you know not they're they're far in, in between. Um, what I did put is I did put an example of some current listings on the HUDHomestore.com, which we'll go into what that is as well. But um, this is a current property that's on the market today. It is still ex accepting bids, and as you can see, it's it's a pretty nice property. It's in La Puente. Um, it's got nice hardwood floors. It's got granite countertops, and guess what? It has a stove. That's key. <laughs> Most of my properties, some of my other REOs do not have stoves. This one does. So this is an example of what a, a, this is a, a property that's on the market today and can be and can be uh, bid bid on. Um, mm -hmm. And then I just showed another property in Temecula. That's that's another head home. Um, now these properties, both mm -hmm. in La Puente and Temecula, are absolutely gorgeous homes. Um, but HUD homes have a reputation of being kind of the lower end of the market and, and in really bad shape. That's simply not the case anymore because of all the, the new home building that went on in the early part of uh, 2000. That's what I attribute most of these homes to, is, is most of these people bought FHA loans, they uh, uh, financed FHA, and they were in the newer development. A lot of the builders were offering incentives, 3% um, down or whatever it might be, and they were buying, you know, they were selling and, and, and people were buying, and they were second homes, first homes, you know, brothers, sisters, aunts, home. So a lot of that is unfortunately coming back on the market. So we do have, you know, we do have a nice, a nice selection, um, and uh, and it varies. We've got a lot of condos to, to, to single-family residents. Now let's stop for a moment and talk about the the inventory because um, um, I was just speaking to a broker. In fact, I had uh, breakfast with a broker the other day, and he was telling me that inventory is really low. Uh, What's the case with HUD properties? I mean, it seems like there should be uh, plenty of these properties for sale, and, you know, uh, this might take us to the next slide and, and how people can buy these hot houses. Well, the inventory for HUD, I mean, I've definitely seen a growth in it, you know, from when our contract was awarded to us back in October of last year to today. Um, it, it has grown, um, especially in Orange County. Um, I think there was only, when I was awarded the contract, I had the, 
you know, one of the, the only properties in, in Orange County. And now, I mean, it's not a big number, but there's 13 properties. Um, so it is growing. It is trickling. Um, but I think, um, you know, I know that there's still a lot of skeleton inventory that everybody keeps saying, whether it be HUD or anything else, that it's going to be trickling out. Um, I think that they're a lot more reserved due to the robo-signing scandal. Um, and, but I, I, I know that it, it, this is the, I know that HUD will be one of the waves, you know, one of the waves of foreclosures. And for me, um, if there's a wave out there that's going to be coming, I want to be educated, I want to be knowledgeable of, of the product, and I want to know how to sell it successfully so that my learning curve, and uh, would, would, it won't be as, as, as big as, as if I would have jumped at it today and there's, you know, a gazillion properties on the market today. Sure. So getting that, getting that information quickly is, is key, and um, that rings true with your NAID number, kind of flipping back to your NAID number. If your broker doesn't have the NAID number, when I first signed up for my NAID number, it was, I think, maybe three weeks to get my NAID number, and now it's, you know, a little bit, now it's longer. It's like eight weeks to get your NAID number. Um, So everybody's just flooding the system to get that because they know, you you know, you can't sell with, you can't sell a head home without that, without that NAID number. So if you, uh, the first thing I would do when I get off this call is if, uh, to make sure that your broker has this NAID, has their NAID number and register um, as an agent under his uh, NAID number. And your NAID number, because a lot of people say, oh, I had it back when it was Golden Feather. Well, it expires every year. So every year you have to renew your NAID number. And it's every year from the day you signed, you signed up. So like my NAID number, I signed up in October. Um, it'll come to expire in October. So I need to re- renew it every year. Is the renewal process faster than uh, getting a, a new one? Um, I don't know because I haven't had to renew mine as of yet. Hmm. So, um, but I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it's not a hard process to get through your NAID number. It's, it's, you know, if you don't have it, it's, 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 and we will go through the documents that are needed. So it's not, it looks kind of scary, but it's not. Um, it's, it's very easy and very self-explanatory. One page sheet. So, um, it, it, it's a breeze. So, and, and if anybody has any problems doing that, they're more than welcome to call, contact me and I'll try to walk them through the process. Um, so, so who can buy a HUD home then? Uh, that the uh, the inventory is increasing. Uh, do you have to be a first-time home buyer? Can it be an investor? What's involved? In, in, uh... Well, it's it, they've kind of grayed the properties, and, and um, right now HUD gives priority to owner occupants. So you need to be an owner occupant to pro- purchase that property. And um, as HUD describes owner occupant, they are buyers purchasing the property um, for the primary residence. And uh, they need to be in the property for 12 months after the close of escrow. Or a buyer that has, purchased, has not purchased a HUD home um, as an owner-occupant in the last 24 months. So what that means is, I was just presented with a question this weekend, is um, my, my aunt's buying, the, my mom's buying the property for me. Um, is, can she still, is that still okay? No, it's not. If, well, it is if your mom is going to live in the property. If your mom is not going to live in the property, you are not a home, she is not an owner-occupant, and, and um, that, is, that is not an owner-occupant in, in, by HUD standards. Um, and if they, I, I had a situation where I got a phone call from a property, and uh, the gentleman said um, he was living in the property, had just gone on the market, and he identified himself as an as a, as a owner-occupant, went to the property, and I talked to him. He was looking at the property. He didn't smell like, a, like an owner-occupant. He smelled like an investor. <laughs> so 
I questioned him a little more, and he was adamant that he was oh he was going to live in the property. And I'm like, mm. and so I asked him a couple more questions. I'm like, I'm sorry, I think you're an investor. And he's like, well, yeah, I am. And I said, okay, I cannot sell you this property. And I had already got his name, so I, you know, I, I in in doing that, you know, you are subject to a to a fine of two hundred fifty thousand dollars or a prison sentence of no more than two uh, two years. I don't know about you guys, but I don't look good in stripes. So I was not going to jeopardize my license um, to to get an investor in a property. So I made sure that he needed to wait the allowed time that HUD has established for investors. Um, again, they give owner occupants. Um, priority. So when a property goes on the market, it stays on the market um, for 30 days, and if it does not sell after, uh, in that first 30 days, then it uh, becomes open to, to, to all parties. So that's HUD's uh, first look program then, 30 days as opposed to a much shorter time period. With uh, Well, I think what you're referring to as your first look is when a property goes on the market, if I get the assignment today and I put it in the MLS today, it stays on the market for 10 days. Okay. So that's the first look. Everybody okay. has 10 days to look at the property. Okay. Um, on the 11th day is when they accept the bids. Okay. Okay. So that that's a little bit that's a, you know that's a little bit different from owner occupants. I see. So, but uh, only owner occupants can buy the property in the first thirty days. Of Correct. The in the market, right? Correct. So this particular uh, agent, uh, actually, this you were dealing directly with the buyer, not an agent. Dealing directly with the buyer, correct. I and I don't uh, – when, when, when a property goes on the market, um, agents call me, is it available, is it this, is it that, how many pre offers, what's the best. Save your breath. I don't know. Everything is done online through HUDHomestore.com, and everything is electronic. So uh, the only way I know that the, the, what is going on with the property is obviously I do my inspections, but right. as far as activity is my lockbox on the property. I can pull up who's seen the property and who's not seen the property. Right. I do not know how many offers are in. I do not know best, you know, the highest, um, all of that other good stuff. Okay. So you mentioned that you could smell this uh, guy with a – was not a buyer but an investor. Um, so I think it would be good for our audience to know what particular cologne what he, what he was wearing. <laughs> They can also uh, smell these people out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that goes to, to, to ver listening to what listening to what your buyer is saying or to what the potential buyer is saying, right. and and really paying attention um, and see if it's a fit, and um, and and that's going to really tell you if it's if, you know if he's looking around the property just and you know and looking at uh, you know kicking the the. The, the water heater and, and, and checking if the furnace works and seeing, you know, the, those kind of cosmetic things as opposed to really bonding with the property, right. you know. Yeah, you, and he you, comes you, by himself and, and you know, so it, 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 we're working with professionals. I think they know. Right. Now, <laughs> uh, you but, said if an agent uh, knowingly helps somebody who has an investor to buy a HUD property, that's a, that's a federal crime. Yes, it? it is. Wow. That's, uh, so it's, it's. This is no game. You really it's no joke. Sure no you, joke. Uh, yeah, working with someone who is a as a as a buyer, owner, occupant. Otherwise, you could find yourself in big trouble. Right, and I think that that plays key as far as you know education and and as far as who can sell head homes and and who can buy them. You know, who can sell them is licensed real estate brokers. Um, again, that have to be employed by a, a broker that has their name number. Um, 
So, uh, and if you're a, if there's a buyer out there, because uh, there might be some buyers not not in the industry, if there's a buyer out there that's looking at a HUD home, they can easily go on to the HUDHomestore.com. HUD has I, I've said that 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 website a gazillion times, and I will say it a gazillion times. The HUDHomestore.com website is basically HUD's MLS. Um, everything that's available on the market is going to the HUDHomestore.com. Mm-hmm. That website has all the information on the property, and we'll actually take a bird's-eye view of that, that website. I think they've done an amazing job with um, the structure of that, uh, the, the, the breeze of going through it and getting the information that you need on a property and also using it to market um, and, and get some buyers off of that. Um, on the same token, like I said, if there are people that are not in the industry that are buyers that are looking for properties, they can go to that HUDHomestore.com and they could search for a, an empl- a, a DR, I mean, a, a NAID holding um, broker so that they can write an offer on one of their properties. So it's, it's a very resourceful uh, um, website that they've, they've done. I, I commend them on, on how they've taken care of that. And we'll go a little bit more into um, the HUD Home Store and how we can use that to benefit us and to, to maybe stir up some buyers and, uh, and other clients. Um, longer the days are, the, uh, are gone are the uh, HUD Home HUD Key. I know a lot of people back in the day where they were doing Golden Feather, they had to call the listing agent. Uh, find the key, and you know if there was no key there, they were they were in trouble, or they had to pay five dollars and get a key, and you know this that, and the other. We don't have that problem anymore. We have regular super lock boxes on all the properties, um, so you guys are more than welcome. And so anybody actually can show a HUD home. You just can't sell it. Hello. Are we here? We can hear you. Oh, okay. I thought I bored everybody and they hung up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing um, great. So anyways, I'm sorry, anybody could sell, sell a HUD property. I mean, anybody can show a HUD property. You do not have to have your name number to show a HUD property. But if your buyer likes that property, you're, you're going to have to find somebody that has their name number and have, have them help you out in writing that offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of switched. I kind of went back down to or kind of uh, flowed down to, to slide number 16. It kind of just shows a bird's eye view of the broker, I mean, of the HUDHomestore.com website. And um, it's, it's just showing the NAID registration task. And just very briefly, those are the documents on slide 17 that you will need. The two forms um, that, are, that are listed, they are actually um, on the website. You can download them and, and print everything from there. Other so than that, the, you need a copy of your – I'm sorry? That's the uh, bidder application link and the uh, selling broker certification link. Is that what you're talking about? I'm on slide 17. Right. Okay. So 17 on the first half of it, it shows you what forms you need to, to get your NAID number. And okay. actually, a little bit better, a little bit clearer view, I kind of took out all the, mump, the, the fluff there. On slide 18, it, it shows you, um, you know, current driver's license, your uh, real estate broker's license, and uh, your telephone bill or bank statement of where you're, you're physically housed um, to do business. Um, now, again, this is only for the broker. It's not for the agents. So a lot of people ask, oh, you know, I'm, an a- I'm a broker, but I work for a broker. No. You, if you work for somebody, it's only your, your, your designated broker that has to, uh, have to, has to request their name number. Okay. Um, so let's talk about uh, – uh, what if the broker doesn't want to get his need number? I mean, is there a reason? Are there brokers out there who just choose not to do it, and they have agents who want to do it? Is it an agent can't work around their broker. 
right? Yeah. No, and I don't think I've never been posed with that problem. I think everybody, you know, there's there hasn't been an issue where a broker. I mean, I haven't seen one. I, I mean, and if I worked for a broker like that, I would be like, what's going on? I would question that. <laughs> right, right. So there's no reason why every broker in town shouldn't have their NAID number so their agent right. can participate in. Absolutely. Why well, wouldn't as a broker? Why wouldn't I want to give my agent all all the tools they need to succeed? Right. Okay. So this is this is just another tool to succeed in today's market. Right. Wow. So if you have this tool already, pat your pat your broker on the back when you see them because they're doing what what, what it takes to be a success and helping you be a success in today's market. So. So on the presentation, you've given us kind of like uh, the printout of every screen. It seems like every screen section. So it's pretty easy. Why don't you take us through that uh, real quickly? Um, of, of doing the the NAID, yes. the NAID uh, registration, as you yes. can see on the on slide 20, mm -hmm. uh, right hand side it just says um, the bidder link and the registration. You're going to go into that that link. You will, as shown on slide 21, you'll put in your username and password. This is key because this is only information that you will have. It's just, it is a secured site. Um, when you are writing offers, they will you will only be the one that has access to this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's key because you do have to provide your buyer's social security number. So if they're a little leery about that, you can tell them it's a secured site, only I have it, have the username and password. If you forget it, you have to reset it. It's not that anybody has that for you. So, um, again, it's a secured site. So on, on screen 23, you just put the printed information. This information is your broker's information. So you would put your broker's um once they do obtain their NAID number, you would put their broker's information, the NAID number there, and then your information would be underneath that, the uh, real estate license. Um, you do your confirmation, um, security code confirmation, and it will give you a screen that says uh, 24 that says you're registered um, with headhomestore.com successfully, so, and you're ready to go. Um, so I suggest that once this, you get – I'm sorry? Just so I'm clear on this, the broker has to have their NAID number and the agent working for the broker has to have their NAID number. No, Everybody. no, no. The broker has to have their NAID number. That's the only NAID number that is issued, broker of record. I see. The agent that works under that broker has to be registered on the site. Okay. All right. So it's a registration Okay, so there's only one, there's only one, one NAID number that, that's done. But if, it's, if there's five agents in the office and we're all selling head homes, each individual agent has to go onto the website and they each individually have to register and, and get their own login and password. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, very good question. Because a lot of people do ask that. Does everybody have to have their name or no? Just the, just the broker of record. Um, slide 25, um, back to my, my, my head home store. And it just, that there again is the head home store website. And basically what the home, head home store website, like I said, is, is their local list, is their broke, uh, MLS. Um, it shows all the properties. And as a matter of fact, they have them on the, um, on their website and, um, updated there's probably maybe an eight-hour delay from HUD website and, and MLS. Um, with the BLB contract, they are very strict in us making sure that our information is current and to date. So as soon as it goes for sale or, or is sold, we're notified, and we have until 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock the very next day to send them proof of our MLS printout. So it's not just, okay, yeah, I marked it pending. No, 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 no. They want the MLS pending printout. 
Um, so we, we actually send that over to them. But I think that that's great because you don't have the, the misinformation on the MLS. You don't have, the, you know, everything in there is, it, it keeps us, it keeps us current. And what it's done for me is I now run all my properties with my clients the same way. So um, I try to keep that deadline with all of them. That's great. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been good. But a couple of things, you know, now that we were registered, we, we are now able to sell HUD homes. And a couple of, you know, I, I, I don't know how I'm doing on time, but I think I'm, I'm cutting it cut, kind of short, and I've, um, there's a lot more to do. But I want to really point out a couple of really important things. Prior to the property being listed, there's two things that happen. Number one is the field service manager goes out there and uh, ensures that the property is in ready-to-list condition. So what that means is that picture that you saw at the beginning of our presentation, the property looks like that. It's, it's swept. It's clean. It's um, all the security issues have been addressed. As far as um, as trip hazards. Now, when I say security issues or safety issues, it does not mean that they went and made sure that the property is in, in, in um, health and safety. Uh, it, it meets all the standards. It just means that there, if there was um, if there is a co uh, outlet that's exposed, they they cover it. If there's a pool, they you know secure that. Um, that's what they do. That's it. Um, and BLB then, in this instance, because my client BLB orders a as-is FHA appraisal to determine the list price. So that's key. In the condition that it sits right now, an appraisal has been done, and it's been done the day that it's going on the market. So my appraisals and my prices are based on the FHA appraisal as of that current day and the current condition. So you're not going to see a property on the market that went on the market today, but the appraisal was done 30 days ago. It was done within, you know, within hours pretty much. Wow. Um, and it's in its as-is condition. So if the if FHA appraisal goes out there and they see that um, that the property is missing this or, or, or doesn't have this or, you know, it's, it's not as, as desirable as a neighbor next door, they're going to give the value based on that and, and that only. And I think if anything that I can drive home today um, as far as selling HUD homes is you need to educate your buyer because if you educate your buyer, you're not going to have problems when you go into escrow. If you show them a HUD home, you tell them this is a HUD home, no repairs, absolutely no repairs will be made to this property. Not only will no repairs be made to the property, you as the buyer cannot make any repairs to the property um, to ensure your loan before the, clo the close of escrow. So if if they say, okay, I like this property, let's write an offer, um, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just, to ensure that we get the property, we'll do it low, and then we'll do our home inspection, and we'll ask them to fix this, this, and this, and this, because those are health and safety issues, and they have to fix them. No. HUD is exempt. HUD is um, it, it's kind of a catch-22 when you're working with HUD, but that's where your, your lender really, really works and, and comes into key here, is your lender needs to be familiar with the loan process of HUD homes. Um, there's, I probably is the wrong word for it, but I say there's front-end FHA and there's back-end FHA. So front-end, and it's kind of a catch-22 because here FHA stands for health and safety. Um, you know, your, your smoke detectors, your water heater, all of that is health and safety issues. That's right. And and then HUD comes in and sells properties, and they don't have to abide by, abide by those um, same same guidelines. So that's where I say it's a catch-22. But my job isn't to figure it out. My job is to just make sure my clients are represented and and, and protected. So, um, so you, bring you right really want to the financing types actually for insurable and and insurable with escrows uh, based right. on the appraisal, right? 
Right, and, and HUD grades their properties in four different grading categories. There's either insurable, which uh, is an FHA 203 prop, a property that meets the minimum standards. Um, there is insurable and escrow, and that's a property that meets FHA guidelines. Um, but there's some minor repairs that don't, uh, don't exceed $5,000. And then we have the uninsurable. Um, these properties do not meet any, any FHA standards, and they exceed the, repa the repairs exceed 5000 And then you have the uninsurable, the, basically the 203K loans, which are complete rehabs. Um, so that's how they grade their property, and that's how they are marketed. And if you look at slide, slide 30, that is a, a screenshot of the properties and um, and. and and what they, are, what they are graded. Well, actually, let's go to 31. You'll see an insured property in escrow. So here's the, here's the tab. I just picked a property. Actually, is the, the actual one that's on the market ready to sell today. That is that property, the, the, uh, the La Puente Park property. And you see that it's kind of hard to read, but it says financing type. It says insured escrow. So that means there's some issues with this property, but they don't, in, they don't exceed $5,000. In this case, it says, um, I think it says 600. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But HUD doesn't say, that's what I think it is, and you guys go figure it out. No. If you hit the, um, the next tab, it'll say addendums. And the addendums, it'll show you the property condition report, and it'll show you what, their issue, what they're, they're stating the issue of the property is. So they're telling you this is the property and this is what we think is wrong with it, their opinion. And your buyer is, is walking into it with eyes wide open. There's no reason why when we're in escrow you're going to have some issues and say, well, we don't want the property because they're, they're giving you everything up front. So a, a great lender, like a, a fabulous lender that's just really on top of things, <laughs> like uh, Wells Fargo, will be able to uh, go into this site as well and look and see uh, what, the, you know, determine how we need to go with this property. We, we may have to go 203K, or maybe we can do 203B and, um, and use that 5000 uh, that we can uh, allow for non-health and safety issues uh, to be addressed after the close of escrow. So we can determine, you know, what role we can play as lenders uh, in advance so there aren't any problems uh, with, uh, you know, last-minute issues delaying or creating a, creating a delay in closing. Absolutely. And, and I think and, and your lender is provided our, our FHA appraisal. You need to request it, but once we get a, a fully executed contract um, and you guys request it, we give you guys the appraisal that we are looking at with our eyes, and it's an FHA, you know, case-issued appraisal. Mm-hmm. So um, it needs to be requested, but, but, and, and as long as it's within four months of the, uh, of the date, um, it is given to you at no cost. If it's after four months, um, it is the buyer's responsibility to, to purchase uh, a new one. Okay. Um, but going back a little bit, uh, and, and, and we didn't get through contracts, we didn't get through a lot of stuff, but I want to make sure that I, I, I stay on um, – I, I stick to my promise and showing you guys how to sell these HUD homes because I think that's, that's key. Right. Um, if you go to the website, um, the HUDHomestore.com, um, the very front screen, it, what I found great about this property is, is um, I get a lot of referrals. I get them, you know, people that, are, that live in California that are moving to different parts of the state so, or, or of the country. So I, I might have a retiree in Florida. So what I can do now um, that I can sell HUD homes is I can go onto the HUD website and I can select Florida. I can select um, 
if it is a buyer that's going to live in the property, if you see um, on slide 16, I went back to slide 16, it says buyer type. You drop down there, and if they're going to live in the property, you put uh, owner-occupant. And you can find some HUD homes that meet their criteria and send them to your client. What that does is give you time. So they're happy. You're sending them property, and they're, they're, um, they're able to look at these properties and, and be entertained with those. While they're doing that, you're doing your homework, and you're going to get on the same website, and you're going to go to the Find a Broker tab in Florida, wherever they're looking at, and you're going to find a broker that has um, their NAID number and that can sell properties in, in Florida. You work out your referral agreement, whether they buy a HUD home or something else, you've, you've made your client happy, you found a great broker selling HUD homes, and you can make a sale that way. So that's tip number one on how to make money in, in, on selling HUD homes. Tip number two, same website, you go to state, and let's just say you've got these investors that are um, – I don't know about you, but I've got a book of investors that, that every, every investor in the world come out, and um, they indicate that they're investors, but um, they're on the fence. So to get them off of the fence and, and to show that the ball is in their court, I go to the same website, I select the property, I mean select the state and the county that they want to be in, and where it says buyer type, I hit investor. So what that does is it's going to bring me all of the properties that are eligible today um, for, for purchase by an investor. So it sorts them all for me. So I can get all of those properties and I can email them to my investor and say, here's a great, you know, great, uh, great book of, uh, of assets. Look at those. Tell me what you think. And, um, and the ball gets back, put back in their court. Um, so um, let me see. What other tips can I give you to make money today? <laughs> well, you know what? Why don't we do this? I think that more tips will come up. As we move into the Q&A portion, uh, we're at 11.27, and um, there's still a whole lot more information uh, to go over. A lot, uh, especially the contract. My client is probably, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is, is the contract, which is only two pages. Mm -hmm. But um, we, to, and even as of today, we still have problems with people writing that contract correctly. So, um what would I mean, you so say, well, real quickly, what would be the number one problem you run into in writing the contract? Well, the number one problem is people are not getting, uh, what I'm still hearing is the cashier's check. It's the earnest money deposit is only $1,000, and it's supposed to be made out um, in, in a form of a cashier's check in a U.S. postal money order, and it's to be made out to HUD or your buyer's name. So if I was the buyer, it would say HUD or Tina Estrada. Um, so that, that would be number one. Number two is they're not checking the proper financing type, um, what kind of financing they're doing. So if they're doing, you know, it's got three boxes. If, you know, you're doing FHA, you're doing um, uh, 203B or, 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 or anything else, it's there. Um, that, so that's, you know, you need to check the appropriate box for the appropriate kind of financing. Because if you check the incorrect one, you're going to have to do a form in escrow saying change of financing. Because if your loan docs come back different from, from what you've checked, you're going to have to do a change of financing form. So, okay. um, uh, I'm sure there's some more. Uh, why don't we uh, go to our Q&A period, and then um, uh, some of those questions may prompt uh, some additional tips and completing the contract and, uh, and just uh, handling these transactions uh, efficiently and professionally so that uh, their offers can get accepted. Uh, on the phone with us, is, uh, we have some VIP co-hosts. Uh, we have Sandy Asrafi uh, from AAA Global Realty. Uh, we have uh, Yolanda 
uh, Kelly Williams from Keller Williams, uh, and we have uh, Brianna Frazier, uh, broker of uh, Frazier Group Realty. Uh, they're all on the line to uh, assist me in asking our uh, guest, uh, Tina, uh, some great questions in regard to uh, selling HUD homes. Uh, so we're going to first do a, a brief introduction uh, by each one, and then we'll uh, go back and uh, get some questions from them. And while we're doing this, for those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, if you would like to ask a question, just press 1 on your touchtone dial, and then our screener will come on the line. We'll ask you your name and the state you're calling from and uh, the city and state you're calling from and the company, and then we'll bring you on the line to ask Tina a question directly. So let's start off with uh, Yolanda Kelly-Williams. Uh, Kelly-Williams, Yolanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, hi. hi. Hello to everyone. I'm, my name is Yolanda, Yolanda Kelly-Williams. And before I start, uh, I wanted to say to Tina, what a great presentation. It was so awesome. I tell you, it makes me now want to add uh, the HUD to my portfolio. It, it really has given me and provided me with so much information. But I want to let you know that my name is Yolanda with Keller Williams Realty, and I have uh, been in the business since 1998. Um, and I was I started off with a Century 21, and uh, prior to that, I worked at a uh, title company, uh, Gateway Title, and I worked there for many years. And then I went on to uh, go into Keller Williams, where we became uh, partial owners of the company. And I've been at Keller Williams now for a total of probably about I don't know, seven years, I would say. And um, at this time, I run a strong uh, powerhouse short sale team. My focus in the business has been on short sales. But after this presentation with Tina, it's been so awesome and great, great information. And uh, with that, I do have a question. Now, before uh, you ask you. your question, Yolanda, uh -huh. we're going to have all of our VIP guests uh, introduce themselves, and then we'll come back to you okay. and let you ask the first question. Oh, so, perfect, perfect. Uh, that's uh, uh, Sandy. Why don't you introduce yourself to Tina and to our audience? Hi, my name is Sandy Ashrafi. I'm also broker and owner of AAA Global Realty. I am certified and experienced REO specialist with three full-time real estate professionals in my team. My office is located in Yorba Linda, Orange County, California. However, I'm next to basically San Bernardino, Los Angeles, and um, Riverside County. I'm on the edge of Orange County. Um, and I have 16 years of experience uh, in real estate. And I have seen every type of market. I have to say thank you, Tina, for sharing all your experience and information that you've given us today. I'll thank wait, you. I'll wait for the next uh, person to introduce, then I come up with my question. Okay, great. Thank, uh, thank you, Sandy. And then lastly is Brianna. Uh, and uh, just by way of disclosure, Brianna is my second oldest daughter. I'm so proud of her. She's a broker of our company. Uh, Brianna, introduce yourself to the group. All right. Good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Good morning. Um, Brianna Frazier of Frazier Group Realty, uh, COO and broker of our company. We are located in the sunny downtown Riverside area and uh, <laughs> trying to stay cool. Yes, trying to stay cool in all this heat, but I'm not going to complain because I love the summer. Um, but we are full-service real estate and property management. Um, we specialize in REOs and also short sales 
and are also certified uh, for REOs, short sales, and BPOs. Um, I'm the baby of you veterans in the business. Um, just have over five years' experience in real estate, but I love it. Um, my dad made me get in the business, but now I do love it, I must say. <laughs> um, MBA grad and uh, resident of Southern California my whole life. So um, very excited to be on the call and soak in all of this knowledge from everybody. So thank you. Well, thank you, Brianna. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can see that we have some uh, very accomplished uh, broker owners uh, on our uh, call here to assist me as VIP host. And, uh, Tina, I have to say that even though we are just about three-quarters through the presentation, you have done a fabulous job, and I want to have you back uh, to give us more time to dive into marketing these properties and also the contract and just really give our audience you know, the tools and information they need to truly uh, be successful in selling HUD homes. Uh, we're going to start off with, um, uh, with uh, Yolanda uh, with our first question. And then uh, we'll go to uh, Sandy and we'll end with Brianna. And then, again, those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, uh, if you would like to ask a question, just press 1 on your touchstone dial, and our screener will come on the line and get your name and information. And if not, that's okay, too. Uh, one of the reasons why I have VIP hosts is because they ask really great questions, and they are practitioners in the field making things happen. So, Yolanda, you have the first question. Yes, thank you, Eric. Thanks so much. Uh, I wanted to find out with Tina, I want to ask you, do they accept on the HUDs, do they accept the offers uh, based upon the highest price, or are there other or many other variables? And that's a great question. I'm so glad you answered that because it's usually my presentation. And um, bottom, they accept bottom line um, to net to seller. That's the only thing when they're reviewing bids online is bottom line. So with that being said, um, HUD does pay 3% of the buyer's closing costs, up to 3% of the buyer's closing costs, but is not assumed. You need to ask for it. Um, and they pay a 3% commission to the, uh, the selling uh, agent. So um, if your buyer does not need 3%, if they just need you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars or, or you know, 2% or whatever the case may be, um, then only ask for 2% or only ask for what you need because they're only looking at the bottom line, bottom okay. line. Okay, perfect, great. Thank you so much. Great question. Thanks. Uh, so, Yolanda, uh, huh? do you have a follow-up question or any additional questions before we move on to Sandy? Uh, no, that, that was it, but I will say that most of the questions that I written down that I did have to ask, she covered them, each one. Each time I put a check mark by, well, that one's answered, well, that one's answered. Oh, so good. that was good. great. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you so much. So just to uh, uh, add uh, on to Sandra's, not Sandra, but Yolanda's question, sometimes uh, agents will put a bigger deposit than 1000 I think that that might have an impact in the offer being accepted. Uh, what say you in regard to larger deposits? Well, you're just putting your buyers. Um, first of all, BLB won't accept more than more than a thousand dollars. And and if you do put anything other than that, you know, you just think you're you're putting your buyer's deposit in, in jeopardy when it doesn't need to be. You know, you want to do what's best for your client, and um, if they're asking for $1,000, then give them $1,000. <laughs> so so if, if, if it is BLB's rule not to accept more than $1,000. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't know that it is their rule. I just know that, um, I mean, I, I won't say that it is their rule, but I just know that that's the, the norm. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, Sandy, you have a question for our guest. Yes. Uh, Eric, thank you. 
Actually, this comes from one of my agents working with me. Um, if she wants to put an offer, is hard open to sell to active real estate agents hmm. that it's going to be owner-occupied? As long as it's owner-occupied, yes. But us as listing agents, listing brokers, we cannot. Um, but as far as other, other um, people that are not, absolutely, as long as you're going to be owner-occupant. Okay. The second question, actually, can she write an offer for herself then, or somebody else is better to represent? Uh, she can write the offer for herself. Um, it, 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 as long as, as long as the, you're obviously you're the broker and you have your name number, correct? Uh huh. Yes. Yes, I have. So yes, it, she can. She can go ahead and represent. You know, to go ahead and write her own offer. Thank you. And, and, and brings a point as far as, uh, you know, as, far as uh, when you're writing these offers, when you're writing HUD offers, the only person that's signing on the HUD offer is the broker of record or the uh, designated branch manager. There are no agents that are signing on these, pro on these um, offers. It must be the broker of record or the designated branch manager. Okay. That's good that you brought up that. Thank you for your question. Thank you for the answer. Okay, next is uh, Brianna. All right, great. I do have a question, and it's more so once you do get your offer accepted uh, with the HUD property. I know a lot of times people will want to overbid to try to, um, you know, get their offer accepted. What is the process that HUD deals with in terms of an appraisal coming in lower than what their their offer price was, and do they do reductions in your experience? That's a great question, and I'm glad these questions are being answered because, again, they are in my presentation, but I just kind of went all over the place. Um, when you're writing an offer, and let's just say it's on the market for $200,000, and your buyer wants to write a very strong offer, and they'll write it for, you know, $15,000 over, mm -hmm. and once they get into escrow, they'll, you know, they'll ask for a reduction. Well, first of all, remember that the price that's on the property, we already have an FHA HUD appraisal. So that is the appraisal price, is, is the $200,000. Okay. So if your buyer wants to offer more than, I mean, $15,000 more, need to let him know that he needs to bring in the difference, cash, once we close escrow, so if it's an FHA deal. If it's conventional, he, needs, he can finance that. So he, as long as he finances it, but if there's an appraisal issue between the, the, the amounts, HUD will not reduce or HUD will not, um, you know, say, okay, well, if the price came in less, then we'll adjust it. No okay. adjustments will be made to the sales price. Okay. That's a great question. All right. Thank you. So do we have any other questions from our VIP co-hosts? If uh, not, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say no more questions from me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Tina, why don't you spend a, a minute here and talk about uh, marketing HUD properties. Uh, Unlike uh, conventional or traditional listings where you have to get the approval from the broker, they don't have to get approval to market your properties, right? Absolutely not, and I think that that's great. Long are the days that you have to um, call um, an agent and ask for per permission. At least on HUD homes, as long as you have your NAID number, you are more than welcome to to, to market within within um, the guidelines. You do have to you do have to follow um, you know the the truth and lending guidelines for marketing. Um, the truth and lending uh, logo must be put on on all properties. You cannot. Um, 
advertised um, as a for you know in, in a negative negative light as far as uh, REO or repossessed because again like I indicated before these properties has, have already gone through that process so um, those are a couple of things that you cannot do um, and um, and other than that, you are you, you have carte blanche and, and making sure that you I mean and, and marketing these properties you are you can be creative you can go on Craigslist and, and write an ad um, for a free list of HUD homes contact me um, I'm sure that that will get the you know the, the phones ringing so um, you can do that you can you can send out postcards with HUD listings on on the um, uh, on the postcard, um, you can do advertising in, in magazines. And as a matter of fact, um, on the slide, if everybody's seen it, what I do, the very last slide is a is a uh, invite uh, is a flyer that I do. Um, it is something that I do to to send out to um, to my buyers or to to my agent's farm, um, and it's a list of a couple homes. And they're my featured homes. They're featured homes. They're not necessarily my listings, but I have my marketing director do design this flyer. And what I do at the bottom is I leave it blank. So this way, uh, you, I email it to you guys, and you guys can customize it. Put your name and your phone number and your and your picture on there. Print it out and go go sell some real estate. Um, this is something that I do free to you guys, um, so you guys can get in contact with Fraser, and Fraser can uh, get me your emails, and I can I'd be more than happy to send that that to you. But don't ask me to customize it because I do not customize anything. What you see is what you get. You don't like it, don't use it. <laughs> Well, we will make that available to everyone because uh, this is open for anyone that wants to market the uh, properties you have listed, right, and, uh, especially if you're in Orange County. And I would have to believe that this is uh, probably the same policy that many listing brokers have out there in real estate, I mean, in Riverside County and, and other uh, listing brokers here in Orange County, which you Absolutely. And, and these homes are, are – are, I try to get them, you know, one in maybe L.A., one in Riverside, and one in Orange County. So right. it, it's and – the, and the point is, is is to get the phone ringing. Right. So whether it be these HUD homes or, or something else, you know, you can definitely um, market these and sell them and, and get that phone ringing. So that's, that's what – you know, we want activity. And, and even better is you can do buyer seminars, you know, holding buyer seminars on how to buy HUD homes and, and enlist a, a great lender as yourself and, and do a, a co-op as far as doing buyer seminars on how to, how to complete a, I mean, how to uh, purchase a HUD home. So, Tina, we're definitely going to uh, work together and uh, put on a buyer seminar uh, for Wells Fargo Home Mortgage here in La Habra. And uh, so uh, agents interested in participating in that, uh, just reach out to me, and we'll let you know when we nail down the date and the time this is going to happen. Well, folks, this has been uh, a great teleconference, and I was just looking at the number of slides, Tina. It's 82 slides. So I think <laughs> that we had uh, a challenge before us from, from the beginning in trying to get through all of this information. Uh, but uh, no worries. Uh, we're going to have you back, and we're just going to do a series uh, so that we can cover all of this, I think that uh, more time needs to be spent on the various ways to market HUD properties to get your uh, phone to ring, and, uh, because that marketing will lead to other opportunities, and it's just something every realtor can do. And then no one should ever be complaining about having inventory to sell. The inventory is there to sell. It may not be your own listing, but it's someone else's at HUD, and uh, that's another opportunity to uh, just grow your business and to create activity. So thank you so much, Tina, for uh, being on the call today and, and sharing your knowledge. I'm so impressed with your uh, success so far in the business. You are a great role model 
a community leader, an industry leader in what you're doing, and we wish you much more success uh, in the future. Uh, Thank before, you. Before we end this call, I just want to share a few announcements. Um, you know, the power is now, again, it's every week, every week, and I want to encourage you to tune in next week where you're going to hear a very well-known attorney, John Ghirinardi, uh, uh, G. Ardinelli. I can never get his last name right, but it's G. Ardinelli. John G. Ardinelli, who is an attorney uh, and uh, known throughout CAR and NAR, uh, he's going to be providing us a legal update and talking about some major things that are happening right now that affects real estate agents and lenders. So that's a call next week you definitely want to tune into. Uh, to hear from this uh, well-known attorney. And then the following week is Jay Keister, uh, not Jay Keister, actually uh, Faith Batista, who is the president and CEO of NAACA. Uh, this is the National Asian Association, uh, and uh, they are having a special event coming up here in the next uh, week here, up next, next two weeks in San Diego. Uh, rolling out a short sale initiative. So did you know that there is a nonprofit short sale initiative going on with uh, all the major banks? Uh, a great opportunity for agents to participate in and for your clients to get help. And um, this organization is going to be talking about that on uh, July 21st. And then we're going to end the month with uh, Tamiko Brooms uh, with the PIMCO. And she's going to be talking about PIMCO's. Uh, uh, HUD properties, uh, how to successfully sell HUD homes. Uh, PIMCO is the other um, master broker, if you will, or asset management company like BOB in the marketplace here in California uh, selling HUD homes. So I want to encourage you all to uh, participate on the weekly teleconferences for The Powers Now. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And to tell your friends about The Powers Now, uh, and if you can't make the call live at 1030, well, it is being recorded, and you'll be able to listen at your convenience at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the power is now. Now, uh, I want to encourage you also to participate uh, with the Orange County Association of Real Estate Brokers. I mentioned earlier uh, we are a chapter of the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, NARAP, here in Orange County. We're really still a brand-new chapter, and Freddie Mac is coming to our chapter. They will be here on the 15th of July at 9 a.m. Uh, they're doing their Freddie Mac Road Show. Pamela Rosenhaus is going to be there. And if you ever thought about becoming a Freddie Mac approved broker, you should be there. Meet Pamela, hear what they have to say, get the training you need so that when it opens up, and there may be openings now, uh, you'll be able to participate. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had Sharon Bartlett, who was the REO director for Freddie Mac, and she listed a number of openings that they have for REO listing brokers. So I would never miss out, if I were you, on an opportunity to get in front of one of their leaders uh, when they come to town. And so Pamela Rosenhaus will be in town on the 15th July at National University, that's 3330 Harbor Boulevard, Costa Mesa, California, at 9 a.m., and we welcome her there. It is absolutely free if you register online. So you just go to ocareb.org and register online for the event. If you do not register online and you just show up at the event, there will be a charge, uh, somewhere between you know, $1,000 to $2,000. No, just kidding. Uh, about $20 to $25 is what will be charged at the door. So save yourself the $20 to $25 bucks 
and uh, register online uh, so that we can make sure we have adequate, uh, adequate accommodations for everybody uh, to hear uh, Freddie Mac. So again, I, I really appreciate uh, Freddie Mac uh, coming out and joining us and being a part of uh, our organization. We're a new organization, and their support means a world of difference to us. Well, folks, that's another wrap of the Powers Now teleconference, and uh, I am so appreciative of uh, Tina uh, for being on the call with us today and also with um, our VIP co-host. Thank you, Yolanda Kelly Williams from Keller Williams. Continued success in all that you're doing. I know that uh, you will continue to grow your business and uh, you will continue to uh, achieve the goals you set for yourself. Uh, for Sandy Asharafi, uh, thank you for being a, a VIP co-host as, well, co as well and for your questions. Uh, and uh, for Brianna, uh, my second oldest daughter, who I'm so very proud of being on the call, uh, to assist in me and uh, this uh, great teleconference with Tina Marie Estrada. Well, folks, thank you again. Please tune in next week. Remember, uh, the power is now. We are at our best, and we maximize our success when we act now. Thank you for joining the call. See you next week at The Power Is Now.